So the World Cup of Star Trek has ended its... Oh, the um, uniform one? Yeah. I'm going to navigate over to Twitter now, and hopefully Twitter is not broken. Okay. Or sorry, uh, uh, X <laughs> is what it's called now, allegedly. Yeah, for for the moment. Yeah, yeah until... until I, I was listening to a podcast that came out like a day or two ago, and they were like, you know, because every podcast kind of like, you know, they do their like socials at the end and... I feel like for the past year or however long, there's kind of always the like, well, if Twitter still exists by the time this comes out, but right. that one was just like, who knows what it'll be called at, at the point that this airs. Yeah. But. All right. So I guess here's the, here's the, so, so uh, we've talked about World Cup Trek before, I guess we should say that, you know, if you're a newish listener or I don't remember, Yeah. it's a Twitter based poll where like it will face off every something in Star Trek in a bracket system until it can come up with the best one. So, like, they've done every episode. They've done every character. They've done every starship, you know. Yeah. And um, they just finished uh, earlier this month in July, which is when we were recording this. They just finished um, the every uniform, which is also just, I think, just kind of, it's just every costume, every every outfit, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, because they they have like other like it's not all just like the Starfleet uniforms. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So here's here's a question actually because this is this is one of well, before I kind of ask you if you have any guesses. Um, yeah. How many non Starfleet uniforms do you think made the top ten? And would you have any guesses as to what they might be? Um, okay. Well, my first guess was none, but that's not none. <laughs> okay. That's, that would maybe be my first guess as well, honestly. Yeah. Um, I would say two. That's correct. Two. Any any ideas as to what they might be? My guess is, and this is, my guesses would probably be the Romulan uniforms from, like, TNG. That's correct. That's number seven. That may just be a personal favorite of mine. That's number seven. Very good. The, the like, big shoulder padded quilted Uniform. Yep, Romulans, Romulans, TNG. That's the highest non-Starfleet uniform. Uh, Interesting on the whole list. Yeah, they're number seven. I my other guess might actually be like not that these are good, but just that they like are kind of like notable and recognizable enough. Maybe they went through are like the TOS Klingons. No, no, I think they are pretty high, but no. The other one is it the TOS Romulans? Uh, no, those are like also the, like, pretty Roman... high up. Okay. Um, so this 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 uniform only appears in one episode. Is it the Delta Flyer suits? No, no, those do oh, okay. rule though. It is the Niners uniforms. Oh, okay, that's fair. Yeah. Nice. nice. So okay, so that means there's eight. There's eight. Uh, yeah. Uh, Starfleet uniforms in the top ten. Do you have any ideas okay. as to what they might be? I'll, be I'll like say also just so... all of them then, right? You, you said yeah. uh, Romul- or T, uh, TOS Romulans are number 14, by the way. Okay. And uh, I'm looking for a T. You, you start guessing and I'll find the TOS Klingons. Those are further, yeah. further up. I'm going to guess mostly just because of like how these things usually go, that like second half of TNG is number one. That's incorrect, actually. Okay. Which I'm kind of surprised about. Like, yeah. uh, which I, I, And I... I uh is it the oh, like, Kling, uh, uh the Klingon TOS Klingons are number 29. Okay. Um is number 1 the like uh 
Voyager slash first half of DS9. No, which I would argue maybe should be. Like that's, that's Yeah, I think I think that's kind of I feel like pretty agreed on is like very good uniform. So that's number five. Maybe the, the, the best. The okay. first half of DS9 and all of Voyager. Um and then uh the season three through seven uh TNG is number three. Okay. So the there are two um uh, TOS. So yeah, TOS is number two. Okay. Um, is it Strange New Worlds then? Is number one? No, it's actually no, it's okay. not. It's not. So let's see. So yeah, what have you not? Uh, what have you not guessed? What are some classics? So then the only the ones I haven't guessed is the like uh, second half of DS Nine then, the like or like the like TNG movie, The Grave and Black. Those are those are f- but I number don't four. Think people like those very much. Yeah. Those are number four. Okay, so you're missing number one, number six. And, uh, number I mean, nine I and number imagine ten. It's what? And I can't imagine it's Enterprise or Discovery. Enterprise is number ten, which I do think the Enterprise uniforms are good. By the way, like I think they're good. Yeah. No, I'm still trying to think of what number one was. I don't think there's no way they're number one. Yeah. But it and then like there's the first half of TNG, which I think people don't like generally. Strange New Worlds sure is still up there. Strange New Worlds is number eighteen. Yeah, so the first half of TNG, which, as we have discussed many times in this this uh, show, are bad uniforms. I will talk. About, we can talk about that a little yes. bit today because the they're, they're that's the ones I have in this episode. Yeah, they are still in. Uh, they're they're bad. They are number six. So, okay. According to them, yeah, I mean, they are. According like to the the voters, still. they are better uniforms than the TNG Romulans uh, and the Niners and the number nine thing you haven't said and uh, and Starfleet. Yeah. Is it uh, Lower Decks? Did they give love to Lower Decks? No. So you're great. missing an important factor in Star Trek, which is that it is not only a not only a television show franchise, it is also a motion picture franchise. Okay. So there's the... There's the, like... I'm, I'm assuming it's not the motion picture uniforms so, the, like tan one those are number nine which i think is crazy like like okay I, like that's those i mean i love that movie love 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 yeah. the movie those are not very good uniforms in my opinion yeah and then are the like do they have the same the the like sort of like dressy red with like the yes like things on the neck and that is that for like the rest of the movies then yes and those are number one really yeah, which i i don't really agree with but yeah, no. I, I think those unit arms are fine. Um, uh, yeah, they're fine, yeah. and I, and I guess they like you associate them with the movies. So yeah, if you really like the Wrath of Khan and Search for Spock, then yeah, I'm I'm scrolling back to look at some of your other guesses. So uh, Discovery Starfleet uniforms, like the the first the first two seasons, those are yeah. that's number uh, forty one, which I think those are pretty good uniforms. Not sure. Yeah, I think they're fine. I'm not sure where the season, the second half of Discovery uniforms are. Uh, I'm looking for lower decks, though. I actually kind of like the second half of Discovery ones too. I think those are probably better than the first. Those are too gray know. to me. Those are those are number fifty-one, the second half of Discovery. Okay. Um, hold on. Oh, Delta Flyer is at fifty-six. Mm-hmm. Um, still can't find lower decks. I guess Prodigy they don't really have uniforms. Yeah. Because Janeway is Janeway just wearing the like. Um, like DS9 uniform? Yeah, yeah. Or? Um, let's see. Yeah, man, I'm not sure. Where are these Lower Decks uniforms? Those are, because Lower Decks uniforms are so good. They're really good, yeah. But I am having trouble finding them. 
Um, man, I can't find the lower decks uniforms right now. Maybe they are on here, or I just missed them. So other big ones. Um, so like we've we've said we said the top ten. So yeah, I guess like Cardassian uniforms are probably like fairly high up. They're not really actually. So so number twenty is the Tal Shiar uniforms, which are kind of like the cousins to the to the original yeah. TNG Romulans. Um, then. Uh, number 19 is Starfleet uh, Enterprise C uniforms. I like the red uniforms, but I think they're a little different. They're the ones, I think, that are in Generations at the beginning. Okay. Yeah, then, then Lower Decks, or sorry, Stranger Worlds is 18. Then the Starfleet uniforms you see in, I think, Season 1 of Picard are number 17, which is a strange choice. Those are, like, good-looking <laughs> uniforms because they're basically, like, modified. Oh, and they do, like, the flashback to... Like Raffi and Picard. Yeah, like they're they're kind of like modified. Um, well, I'm not sure if that's actually. I think because I think this picture that I'm looking at is like, is like the the Romulan who has sunglasses. Um, or the. Oh. Uh, right. Okay. But like, they're 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 very much like like the Voyager classic Voyager ones, but they're like a little bit updated. They're mm-hmm. kind of cool. Um, then there's uh, Starfleet dress uniforms, the ones that are, that they're wearing at Riker and Troy's wedding. Then the Jem Hadar uniforms, which. Are just mostly black. I mean, I like the jump hard a lot, but that's kind of a strange choice. Yeah, they're kind of just in like combat gear, right? Yeah, basically. The, then there's the Romulan uniforms from TOS. Mm-hmm. Um, is number fourteen. Number thirteen is the Borg, which is a, obviously a good look. Yeah, that's kind of a. I guess that one. I mean, I guess you could say the same thing about like Klingons. Is there's I don't think of them as having like a standardized. Like they have a visual style, but not yeah. like a standardized. Sure. Like, uniform, the way that, like, Starfleet does, or even the Romulans. Mm-hmm. But. And then number 12 is the Major- the Bajoran Militia, which I don't really like those uniforms very much. Those are just kind of like like a one, like the sort of, like, red... Yeah, they're like, they're like red, or it depends, they're either red or brown, and then they have, like, a darker color on the shoulders, basically. Yeah. And then, and then I would say, I, I, this is honestly maybe my least favorite of the uniforms. Oh, is, so it's just basically just like what, like what Kira what, wears. It's what, what Kira, Kira and um, like, and what Odo wears too, kind of like Odo is wearing like something okay. that's supposed to look like that. Like a Brown version. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then maybe my least favorite of like these top choices is uh, number 11 is like the Starfleet uniforms that are in like uh, the alternate future uh, at the end of TNG. Where like, they're um, I'm gonna send you a picture, but they're because uh, okay. I don't know if you will remember this, but like, I I, I know they are wearing like the, like what Captain Beverly Crusher is. Wearing. Yes, yes, and like where it's all one color, like like there's still like the like the shoulder line, but it's the same color above and below the shoulder line. Yeah. I do not like the way it looks, but it's just one of those things. Like it, you know, in all of these like like. Uh, in all these things, like the Starfleet based stuff always gets like a higher bump, you know? Sure. Um, but yeah, Cardassians are number 22. Let's see. Klingon, TNG Klingons are number 24. Uh, Starfleet dress uniforms from TOS are number 25. Starfleet cadets from TNG are 26. Got some EV suits in here. Uh, the Tolosian, oh, okay. the Tolosian yeah. robes, which I think are more, less notable for the robes and more for like the Tolosian's giant heads. Those are number 28. Sure. Let's see. Original Mirror Universe episode uh, uniforms, those are 31. Mm-hmm. 
Like, like sashes and stuff. Yeah. The Pike's Enterprise um, uniforms are number 34. Does, uh, like, Khan's crew get a from Wrath of Khan with, like, the, like... Because I feel like they're all, again, like, they're not, like, in uniform, but they all have, like, that kind of style of, like... Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm looking... Like, survival gear on... One of the of the new movie uniforms is number 38, and another one is number 40. I'm not sure which one is which. Okay. The Kelvin universe... Uh, like or like the like the Chris Hemsworth Starfleet, the Chris Hemsworth. yeah, is number yeah. forty two. Sometimes it's like, oh yeah, I guess there is a Bajoran militia dress uniform, which I never, you know, uh-huh. think about. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the augments. So the augments from Wrath of Khan, they're number fifty two. Like they're kind of like desert gear. Yeah. Okay. Got a lot of EV suits in here. The Gorn uh, is number fifty five, <laughs> right right above Delta Flyer. The Starfleet... That's that's a tragedy. The old Starfleet EV suit, which I like a lot, is number 58. Oh, the, like, like Spock in the the motion picture type EV no, suit? No, that one's great, obviously. This is the, from the show. Okay. Oh, the Terran Empire from Discovery is 67. The, ch- the, the Changeling uniform, maybe the ugliest thing that's ever been in a Star Trek show, is number 68. They're just kind of like... The, the sort of, like, plain robes, dress. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Bajoran religious uniforms is number sixty-nine. Nice. Oh, wait, uh, mm-hmm. so like the Starfleet EV suit, I th- which I think is basically it's not showing the 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 Spock image, but it's showing like the the images of um, the kind of like big bulky orange. Yeah, it's thing. It's yeah. showing the captain from Wrath of Khan and and Walter Koenig from Wrath of Khan. Those oh, are number sixty-one. Yeah. Those look great. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, Q's uh, World War Three judiciary uniform is number seventy-two. Um, okay. You know, so there's some... I feel like you could have a whole category just of, like, Q outfits. Yeah. Um, uh, the the, the Parisi Squares uniforms uh, are number 77. <laughs> uh, where's... Yeah, I, I want to see if the... Oh, find the... Uh, uh, Andrew, what, what's it called? Anbo Jitsu? Yes, I'm looking looking for Anbo Jitsu right now. Tuvix is number 82. Tuvix has got a good look, his uniform. Oh, did, I forget... Got that he has like his own uniform. Well, it's a Starfleet uniform, but then it's got like a floral pattern on the top, uh, like Neelix wears. Like the it's Neelix a good thing. look. I forgot about that. It's interesting. We should probably start talking about the episode soon. I'm trying to find Rip Tuvix. I'm guess, looking. But... Yeah, I'm looking. I was. I'm just looking for. Uh, oh yeah. So Ambojitsu is number ninety nine. <laughs> which I don't know. I think that's probably fair, and we and, and we should probably get into it. But anyway, always always fun to do. Uh, Work up a Star Trek. I want to have them on the show. I'm going to reach out to them. They have not said that would be really fun. Yeah. Uh, I they have not said what the next thing is. They're doing next, so yeah. um, we'll find out soon. I'm guess I'm sure. Hi everybody, and welcome to Out of Contracts, the show where two guys who have seen part of Star Trek try to watch all of it in no particular order. I'm Ryan Howard, and I'm Brady Jungle. And today we are talking about. The episode, The Icarus Factor, which is Star Trek TNG, Season 2, Episode 14. Uh, it is written by David Asael and Robert McCullough, and is directed by Robert Iskov. Or Iskov, I'm not sure. When Commander Riker, this is what it says on Memory Alpha about it, it says, When Commander Riker is offered command of the starship Ares, his estranged father, Kyle Riker, is sent by Starfleet to brief him on the mission. Meanwhile... Data, LaForge, Dr. Pulaski, Wesley, and O'Brien help Worf celebrate the anniversary of his Rite of Ascension. Did you like this episode? No. No? Yeah. I, well, 
This is so. This is my thing. I think this episode. I, I consider it to be like a very almost like emblematic of like season two of TNG, where like the show overall, like more often than not, is just kind of not great. But you like all of the like character, like the actors have so like nailed down their characters and are like doing so many good like little things with them. Yeah, like I thought less. I mean, less like Riker. Like Riker had like unfortunate things that he had to work with in this one. I thought like that whole part. Maybe it's just me and it didn't resonate with me, but, but like didn't work for me. But like the like all the rest of them like. Data, I think, is great in this one. Like, does so many little Data things. I think Jordy's really good. Worf is good. Worf is going a little bit. They're having him go a little over the top. But, but like, you know. Yeah. I, or even, like, like this one, like, really struck me. Like, O'Brien, I think, struck me the most in this one. Where, like, right? Because, like, this is early in the show. Like, I, I don't remember how much he was in the first two seasons. But I assume, like, he's still a very kind of minor character. And he just feels so much like the O'Brien that like we know for the rest of yeah the show he's like so good. like he, like Cole Maney just like immediately like knew who O'Brien was and like yeah just again with with very little just like really nails it in this episode and it's just kind of striking how you're just like oh yeah it's Miles O'Brien like yeah yeah I I think the the wharf the wharf yeah, plot that stuff like did nothing for me yeah the the wharf plot I, I think is like fun but just because I I'm a sucker for that kind of a thing. Yeah, but yeah, the it does just kind of like like it is the thing, and then it happens. Like it's it's more about just sort of like the the char- the interactions of the characters along the way. Like there's it's not like there's like a conflict or a problem to solve in the Worf plot. Like not much happens. Yeah. Just like they find this thing, and then they decide to do something nice for Worf, and then they do, and he likes it. Yeah. But um, the the but yeah, like they do a good job with it. Yeah. The, whereas the Riker's dad stuff, I was like, every now and then it would kind of like threaten to be interesting, and then it would be like, no, like. <laughs> and I I remember I remember like seeing this episode when I went through the show the first time and just being like boring, and and I still I still felt that way. Uh-huh. Like yeah, I, I mean, well, so yeah, why don't we, why don't we why don't you take us in? And I, 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 you know, I think it's yeah. okay that we talked about World Cup of Star Trek for a long time. I'll, I'll put it that way. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, kind of the, the setup for this episode is that this is one of the, I don't even know how many times over the course of the show this happens. But, like, basically, Riker has been offered being, like, the captain of another ship. Um, he's been, like, offered promotion and kind of, like, his own ship and, like, a mission to go on. But this one, it's like a they say it's kind of like a small ship that's going on like a mission like way out in like a distant part of the galaxy yeah um and so picard kind of tells him about this and and he's like you know like someone is gonna like beam up and kind of give you like the briefing on the mission to help you make your decision and it turns out that the person that came up to give him the briefing is riker's estranged father if I can say something nice about this episode, he's not in it very much, but I think that that Patrick Stewart does a good job in this episode, like, where he obviously, like, where I think both, both in, like, the, like, when you, when you first see him, like, and he knows that it's Riker's dad, but he doesn't know that Riker kind of hates his dad. And so, like, he's kind of, like, yeah. being, uh, 
you know, evasive about like what's about to go on, but he's like, oh yeah, well his his son will be excited that he can see his dad, but then. Uh, yeah, so like, why don't you like go down to the transporter pad? Like, I'm sure this will be like a nice surprise for everyone. Yeah, but then also like he does a really good job, I think, at being like proud of Riker, but sad that like Riker won't be working for him anymore. Like, like he, I think he does a very good job yeah. of like conveying these kind of competing emotions in him, and it's like he's not in the show very much. But I was just like, yeah, Patrick Stewart knows what he's doing. You know, who who knew? Yeah. But yeah. Uh, right, yeah. Uh, so he um, he's he's good in this. Spe- speaking of that, actually, apparently I was, was looking up the uh, Mitchell Ryan, who is the guy that plays uh, Riker's dad, Kyle. <laughs> um, we had a long discussion about this uh, over text yesterday. That <laughs> we did. It's very very funny to it see, like to to me anyway. I think to you too. It's it's very funny to to see like a you know someone who's like probably our parents' age, maybe a little younger. Whose name is Kyle? Like uh, Kyle is a uh-huh. is a funny name for like an elder statesman, um, and it, it made me think about like okay. when is when are we going to have the first president, Kyle? You know, like when's like we because we, yeah. we we really haven't had any even in the, any like Gen X names yet, like, like president names. You know, all of our presidents' names are are like things that a farmer would be named. You know, William and George. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and so yeah. When when is the first? President Kyle, you know. Yeah, I remember there was only a very joke about like when Dennis Kucinich was running for for president, and he was uh, talking sure. about how like it will be like a, a brave a brave new frontier in the idea of like having a president named Dennis or something like that. Dennis. And <laughs> that's uh, that's how I feel about like, a president named Kyle. It's just like Kyle's not a no offense to all the Kyles out there. It's not it's not that Kyle's in a presidential name for any inherent reason it's just that like we haven't allowed kyle to be a presidential name you know so it is just funny like this like like this kind of old guy who's like very imperious and his name is kyle yeah yeah and i mean just imagine how far away we are from like the president mason or whatever yeah yeah my kids could be president my my i got president president benjamin who is on benjamin yeah already had a benjamin yeah reginald uh we haven't had a president reginald but as long as uh, you know his opponents wouldn't be you know accusing him of being loyal to the crown or something, like uh, I think he could he could do it. Not that I want my kids involved uh, anywhere near politics. Uh, yeah, I was about to say maybe maybe have a little bit higher hopes for them. Yeah, I do. But yeah, I mean, if we've had a a Millard and a Rutherford, we can we can probably handle the original. Yeah, yeah, but not like a. Yeah, like not, not, a, not, a, not a mace. I mean, honestly, no, you know, not a Braden. Like, Braden, I think, is a little bit... Braden is a very... Uh, yeah, it, it is... I've realized recently, like, Braden is a, actually, like, a surprisingly, like, common, like, name for kids now. Yeah. Really, anything ending in Aiden are, like, very, have been very popular yep. over the last, like, several years, but... Uh, man, we really, we really don't want to talk about this episode. <laughs> Uh, go on. Yeah. So yeah, uh, Riker's dad, Kyle, Kyle Riker. Um, oh yeah, because I was saying that. So so the actor's name Mitchell Ryan. Um, apparently, uh, apparently he was one of the people that was considered early on for the role of Picard. I think it w- would have been a very different show. Mm-hmm. I'm going to announce to the podcast that my cat has decided to sit in my lap, and so if you hear purring i think people like that right if you hear purring that's yeah we're we'll, we'll transition into a an asmr yeah. star trek podcast yeah okay go on sorry sorry 
that's no, that's that's what it. It's just that. Uh, so I, I was reading that that Mitchell Ryan was considered for the role of Picard, like at some early point in the the ideas for the show, mm-hmm. which I feel like would have done. He just brings a very different energy, yeah. than than Patrick Stewart mm-hmm, does for sure. Um, uh, but yeah, and so so Riker kind of finds out that you know his dad is on the ship, and his dad is actually, I think he he does say eventually that like he sort of requested to be the one to give him this briefing because he's trying to like reach out and like reconnect with his son because they've been sort of estranged for many years and then meanwhile so the ship is at this star base because i guess this is kind of the like d plot maybe but that like the um there was some kind of odd reading on the sensors uh, about the engines, and so they're like getting it checked out by Starfleet engineers. So Jordy's like, and again, like, like in kind of just one of these like the, the characters of like how like Jordy and Data play off in like just kind of this little thing. I think are so well done because like Jordy's like annoyed and kind of a little offended by the implication that like there's something wrong with his ship's engines that like he couldn't like fix or catch or that. In data, but he's still like being very like professional about it. And then Data's just like trying to be a good friend. Yeah, he's just like, if I were not an android, I would also be offended. And there's something I I, I wish I remembered what it was. Like I didn't write it down, but I, there's some moment where Data makes some little like like he like he's standing next to someone and like mimics some like gesture or facial expression that just like was so like great and like funny when it happened and i don't remember exactly what what it was yeah i don't either but yeah he's he's really good at kind of throughout this one he's just doing all like the little things yeah i mean like this subplot really didn't have anything to do with anything right like correct me if i'm wrong no yeah then at the end they're just like well it was probably nothing and like just kind of it was basically just them like nothing like fix fix the sensors so that they stop alarm it was just them being like well we needed to have this happen so that we had a reason for yeah, to kind of like be staying in one yeah. place and have all this going on. Yeah. So so Riker's dad comes aboard and like Riker kind of is just immediately on seeing him gets all like just like very rude and is just like kind of storms off and refuses to talk to him for a while. And then we get what this is just what I assume the the ready room with Will Wheaton is like of just like Wesley just kind of like aggressively recaps what just happened yeah to Worf. he's just like Worf, did you know that like Riker got promoted to be a captain and his dad's on board and Riker's not happy about it <laughs> it's just like I, I yeah yeah that's just kind of like again how i in my head picture what his like weekly tv show where he recaps the episode of star trek that just came out is like yeah the uh well, and Worf reacts so harshly that I mean, I basically never like feel sorry for that character. But like, I, I think there's a reason yeah. why. Like, he's his he's Worf's like very over the yeah, top, Wor- like obnoxious in this episode. I feel well, like. well, Worf's Worf's reaction to it is is so harsh that I think like that's probably why this hasn't become a meme. A la uh, shut up, Wesley is just because um, like. It's it's so like he he gets so mad, um, yeah. Um, but yeah, but then kind of like it turns out because then 
Well, then Wesley does the same thing and goes and, like, recaps to Jordy exactly what just happened. Where yeah. He's like, I just went and talked to Worf, and he got really mad at me. And basically, like, in an attempt to get him to leave them alone, Jordy and Data are like, well, you should, like, follow Worf around and do some research and try to figure out what's going on, because that's what a good friend would do. Yeah. Um, and, and, and so, essentially, Wesley ends up figuring out that it's the 10th anniversary of Worf's Rite of Ascension, which is, like, like Klingon bar mitzvah, essentially. Yeah. Like, when, like, boys become men. And, and men become wolves. Usually, like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's like... This yeah. is uh, we're doing a great we're doing a great job. This is uh, we're doing this is a great episode. We're definitely one of our hey, best ones. You know what? Yeah, we gotta, I feel like my cat's enjoying it. If you enough reference, my, there my you cat's go. enjoying it. Cat's apparently um, thirty rock fan. Uh-huh. Sorry that I don't know why that derailed me. I mean, so it's, a, it's 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 so it's great. great. It's great. It's great. Um, um, but yeah, and so and like you usually like the tenth anniversary is sort of like they celebrate with their family and with other Klingons and kind of like re relive that, that ceremony again. And, and Worf's just annoyed that he doesn't have any Klingon friends, I think. Yeah. Which is, you um, know, I understand. Like, like that's, yeah. That's like it. during like a time like that, he kind of feels like isolated and lonely. And yeah. Is angry. And so they decide to sort of do something nice for Worf and, kind of stage a like traditional Klingon celebration of this on the holodeck. So they invite O'Brien and Pulaski, I guess, or the people they invite, that, Well, the other people on the show that didn't have anything to do in this episode. Well, I like that the implication is that they did invite Troy, and she's just like, I don't really want to do that. Like, <laughs> they, they, Yeah, she does kind of... They, they do kind of make it seem like that. Because she's the one that like gets recruited to sort of like bring Worf to the surprise party and it's just like come with me Worf and like I can't tell you where we're going and then like takes him to the holodeck and then she's just like I'm not coming yeah like the the right because he's like aren't you coming and she looks at him like she's like she's like no like like, like it's just kind of like she's <laughs> yeah. like Klingon stuff uh yeah yeah and then he you know does kind of redoes this this ceremony where he sort of like walks through this these two rows of of Klingons with pain sticks that kind of like poke him and, and he like, you know, shows how, how tough and honorable he is as he goes yeah. through. I, I think this is the best scene in the episode to me. I don't know about how you felt about it, but I think, cause I think like Worf, one thing that Michael Dorn is really good at always is just like showing that he's excited about something and, and like, but also like how, yeah. like showing the appropriate amount of like, how much Worf thinks he should be showing that he's excited, if that makes sense. Like, and yeah, so, like, Worf right. is clearly, like, excited and, like, feels happy that, like, his friends did this for him, but, like, he's still trying to keep it kind of chill, you know? Yeah, like, put on this kind of, like, well, I guess I, I guess, I guess since I'm here, yeah. I'll go ahead and do this thing. Yeah, but obviously, like, he's very happy about it, and he... It, yeah, and he, like... Uh, gets to the end and everyone's like worried that he's seriously hurt and he's just like thank you so yeah much. like it, i don't know i liked i liked that scene that was great. i liked that scene quite a bit yeah. like I, I this this is i wished the whole i wish i liked the rest of the of the uh yeah yeah i think this this subplot i think is is good and is well done um there's there's a great bit a great speaking like a great o'brien bit 
when they're sort of describing the thing and they look at the, and he's kind of like explaining what Klingon pain sticks are and he's like yeah like I once saw them like make a like giant animal's head yeah. explode <laughs> and you like he says it so like kind of deadpan seriously and like Wesley gets all kind of like wow what yeah and like I, I you kind of wonder like I can't tell if he's just messing with Wesley or yeah. not um, like he kind of delivers it so well that you're just like is is he being serious or is he just like trying to mess with Wesley? Yeah, yeah and Pulaski um, scolds him. Um, yeah, we are avoiding talking about the other we the, are. the actual thing that happens in the episode, which I, we should just do. I think like yeah. So so basically, like the rest of the episode is just about this kind of this strained relationship with between Riker and his father, which is just I don't know. Kind of it just all comes across as like very cliche to me. Like it's just like his mother died. And then, and like his father, like didn't know, like, like his father was kind of like very accomplished in his own right, but like they just didn't get along and like didn't know how to like deal with each other, and so they just didn't talk to each other. And Riker's mad at his father for not being there for him more, and his father just like wants him to get over it and wants them to like be friends again. I don't, I don't know. I again, like, I just kind of glossed over whenever this was going on so i don't know why they don't like each other so much <laughs> yeah it uh, it felt very uh rote to me and i think another thing i didn't like about it is that it's kind of like it does kind of feel like they're being like well like will why can't you know can't you you know find in yourself to forgive him and it's like i mean like it doesn't really seem like his dad like is like doing like kind of your typical like his his dad seems like kind of a psycho, like 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 in, like where he like where he's you know you he's so so. I mean they say that he's like super super competitive with him, you know like. Yeah, yeah. He talks about like like I think there's a a scene where I forget who comes into his room and he's like looking at like a picture of him going fishing with his dad, and he's like yeah you know I like caught this fish and then my dad like took the fishing rod away from me and reeled the fish in himself. Yeah when I was, like, a child. <laughs> it's just, like, that's... It's kind of a messed up thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, yeah, so, like, I don't know. I was just, like... I mean, you he can find it in his heart to forgive him, I guess, if he wants to, but it's, like, even throughout this whole entire thing, like, his dad is just kind of, like, look, I did some stuff, like, and yeah. I came to not really say I'm sorry, but to just kind of, like, I guess if I have to acknowledge that I did some stuff, then I will. But why can't you just get over it? Yeah, like, but it's all very kind of like the grit and just like, well, like, you know, nobody's perfect. And then it ends with him, like, basically. Don't know what you expect from yeah. me. Yeah. And then he, yeah. it ends with him kind of basically, sort of like, challenging Riker to a fight, like a physical fight. Yeah. <laughs> that he cheats at. That he cheats at. And, is, and then it said, I've actually been cheating, like, I've been cheating to. Uh, cheating at this game to beat you ever since you were a child. <laughs> yeah. Like, and he's like, I was doing it to toughen because you up. I and couldn't... it's like, I don't know. It seems like you were doing it because you were just a yeah. huge dick. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's really, and the, but then like he, there's also this thing where like him and Pulaski have this history and like almost were involved, but then like he went off to do great famous things. Yeah. Instead. But who cares? Like, uh, I don't know. That's what I say. I say, who cares? Yeah. And then, yeah. And then there's... I think the, the closest they get to, like, making this part be something is that, like, 
basically Pulaski tricks him into going to therapy one time. Mm -hmm. And so he, like, sits down with Deanna Troy, and she, like, kind of tries to be like, why are you so competitive with your own son? And and he's like... And he's just like, because I don't want him to be better than me. And then he's kind of like, hey, Riker is probably banging yeah, and you then he huh? like I, I, i'm into it like i don't know like yeah and, and, uh, yeah it's just i don't know yeah i i i couldn't get and it just feels so i don't know it just feels like something that like i don't believe as a part of like riker's backstory that they just like decided was part of his backstory for this one episode he's gone you know what i mean like even yeah, like Riker feels very out of character in this episode being like oh yeah like it turns out i really hate my yeah dad. i'm trying to i'm trying to remember it kyle like, never returns does he maybe he does i don't he i'm does. looking for kyle here i maybe the, I mean, maybe they like mention this or bring it up at some point but yeah like i feel like Riker is just kind of you know most of the time Riker's just kind of like he's just cool and charming and like i don't know like it mm-hmm. to be like oh but in this episode like he blames his dad for like like he has a line to when they're fighting where it's just like i wish you had died instead of my yeah. mom it was like that that's uncalled for <laughs> for like a grown man to say yeah like, i don't know it's all of this i just yeah i think we're, we're kind of we're kind of just spiraling on saying it's bad I, I think the one other thing that's like yeah. worth talking about is as we mentioned earlier in the show uh ambo jitsu which is yes the ultimate evolution of the yeah kind arts. of i think like a culturally insensitive Sure. future martial arts where it's i mean at its rote it's like blindfolded stick fighting yeah but i love my favorite part of it was when they like open on that scene and the and his dad is like declares like yeah anbo jitsu the, the ultimate evolution, ultimate evolution martial of the martial arts while they're both standing there wearing these like i like sweatsuits with hockey pads and like a motorcycle helmet with a chin strap and like they just look ridiculous while they're like gravely staring each other down yeah because i'm looking up it's it's comical yeah because it's like they have like some kind of a japanese character in the middle of the the ring and um and like there's kind of like vaguely like kind of asian well and and asian music too it's like playing like yeah, and then they have like these kind of futuristic yeah. bow staffs that have a have like a sensor on them that can sense when like your opponent is nearby, and so you're you're blindfolded, and so you're trying to like use the the sound and of of like your opponent and yeah. the sensor kind to like, like attack them. the other person. Yeah. Also, like it appears that that Riker's dad beats him, even though Riker does knock his dad out of the ring before uh that happens and so i don't really understand i didn't really understand that either <laughs> yeah that's just kind of like well and then you and then you reset yeah it's a, i mean it's like a a fault or something but yeah it does it's i don't know like i i was like it, it felt like kind of weird where they were like all right well this and, and i'm looking up about it is that like i'm looking it up on uh on memory alpha and i guess maybe it is supposed to be derived from a japanese uh martial art but like it just kind of seems like they're like, yeah, you know, in space, there's a martial art, and it's better than all other martial arts on Earth, which you know largely originated yeah. in the East, and and also these two white guys are like really good, <laughs> like I don't know. Yeah, are they? Yeah, <laughs> there's there's also I think a, 
I found it very funny that, like, the first time when they sort of, like, bow to each other and start, like, they recite some, you know, some, like, thing in presumably Japanese. But, like, Frakes either just, like, forgot the line or, like, kind of, like, got, like, off sync. Because his dad is just, like, very, like, kind of confidently saying it. And Frakes just kind of, like, mumbles, like, Yeah. <laughs> like, to, to, like, try to be in unison with him. Yeah. Um, it's not, it's, it's not good. It's a it's a weird scene, yeah. And then and then that's where they kind of like hash out their differences, like men, I guess, because mm-hmm. that then they start like saying it. that's when like yeah, like Riker's just like I wish you had died instead of my mother, and he's like, well, I, you know, I didn't know how to raise you, and like and th- yeah, and then his dad cheats to win. Will is like, well, you can't do that. That's cheating, and he's like, that's what you've been doing this whole time. That's how you always beat me. Yeah. Well, it just ends with them being like, we're going to get really mad and we're going to shout our feelings at each other. And then at the end, like, I guess we're all right. And then. Yeah. Now that we know how each other. Feel. Um, he's like, he's yeah. like, Kyle and says, then... it's funny. I can't talk to a whole room of admirals about anything in the galaxy, but I can't talk to you about how I feel. And I'm just like, okay, like, I don't know. It's yeah. I, it all feels so cliche. Yeah. I just. And like. It feels like it's from another show, I feel like, is my biggest thing with, with this whole, this scene in particular, but just, like, the whole Riker yeah. thing. And, like, uh, so, yeah, and then they, like, get along well enough, and his dad leaves, and then, like, at the very end, Riker decides that, like, the best thing for him is going to be to stay on the Enterprise and keep being on television. <laughs> right. So, I there was a thing that I saw in Memory Alpha where the, I think it was the director not the writer but the director was like i think like only did this one episode and apparently like because this was like season two was like gene roddenberry was still involved in tng yeah and like the director said that he wanted to make this like the Riker and his dad stuff even more like emotional and roddenberry kept trying to like like forcing him to dial it back to because he was like in my vision of the future, people don't have these sorts of problems with their families anymore, I guess. I, I mean, like, that's bad reasoning, but, like, I would say the rare, the rare, like, W for Roddenberry in, in my opinion, anyway. I don't know how you feel about it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think, I think if nothing else, like, whatever middle ground they landed on just doesn't work in any way. Yeah. Like, you, like, if you were gonna go, I don't, I don't, feel like i would have liked it if you had gotten even more emotional than this but like it clearly like it, it is kind of one of those things where yeah like whatever they landed on was not was not the correct answer i feel like yeah uh i think also just like beyond like the very very i think like stock dad stuff in this it's just it is like a, the, the other thing about it that i you know was thinking about is that like it, it is it is really like that 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 early TNG thing where it's just like paced really weird. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. where it, it is just very like, the, like every time that like somebody says something, then it like cuts to like the other person who's they're talking to. And there's like a long pause where they sit thing, say something. You just like watch all these people. Like you see, you see them get up, you see them walk to the lift, you see the lift go down. Like, like it's just, it's just paced in like such a strange way that, uh, that like the the early show was a lot of the time, you know, and uh, yeah. I yeah I don't know not not super. In, I mean like obviously we're just not 
not really into this one very yeah. much. Um, <laughs> I think it may be time to yeah. time to put this one out yeah. of its misery. Well, with on that, no, thank you everybody for listening. We come out every other week. In a couple of weeks, we're actually going to be talking about more parent issues. Uh, yeah. We're talking about uh, the prodigal daughter, which is DS Nine, season seven, episode eleven, and Ezri Dax and O'Brien episode. Uh, in the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter at Contracts. You can follow us on YouTube at Out of Contracts. You can email us at outofcontracts at gmail.com, or you can visit our website at outofcontracts.podbean.com. You can also check out the other shows on the Classical Media Podcast Network. There's Here's Johnny, which is a horror media podcast. There's Wizard Studies, which is a Harry Potter podcast. And there's That's Not How Science Works, which is a science and pop culture podcast. All right, we'll see you uh, next time. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everyone. Bye.